This is News Talk 980 CKNW. And it's time to check in with Rick Forchuk. Rick is on the line with us. Uh, we'll get right to it, Rick. And first up is The Fate of the Furious. Yeah, this will be a big, big box office this weekend. It's pretty much the old gang back together again, Joe. Uh, minus Paul Walker, of course. He was killed in a fiery car crash in 2013 after having made six and a half Fast and Furious movies. His character of Brian O'Connor is referred to in this movie, but obviously he's not exactly part of the story. On Walker's insistence, when he was still alive, involved in the production ideas for this movie, it takes on more of a street racing theme. Previous versions have drifted away from that in favor of big stunts and huge computer-generated special effects. Now, there are a lot of those here, too, but there's some pretty serious racing as well, especially on the streets of Havana, Cuba, where the story opens with Dom, played by Vin Diesel, and Letty, played by Michelle Rodriguez, on their honeymoon on the island against a backdrop very much like that of the first film in the series, when people raced one another for their cars as the prize. It isn't long, though, before something happens. The very cagey and sly, near-mythical character Cypher, played by a diabolical Charlize Theron, recruits Dom to pull a major series of complex heists, in which he will have to turn his back on his crew, his family, for reasons that we don't learn until much later in the story. Why does Dom suddenly hook up with an international criminal at the expense of his own family and friends? Well, there's a reason, and it comes to light as he helps her first secure a top-secret piece of equipment that can plunge an entire city into darkness, and then the electronic football from the Russians who were in New York for meetings at the U.N. With those two items, all she needs now is a nuclear sub with atomic weapons, and she can rule the world. Dwayne Johnson returns as Luke Hobbs, uh, the FBI agent from previous stories, and Jason Statham has his best turn yet in one of these films as Deckard, one of the few people tough enough to stand up to Dom. Helen Mirren has a surprising uncredited cameo that is just priceless, and Kurt Russell is back as the mysterious agent Nobody. Chris Morgan, who has written all of the Fast and Furious movies since the beginning, knows his subject well, and he penned this one also. Much of what happens is unbelievable and unrealistic, but you don't go to a film like this for its documentary qualities. Uh, A lot of stuff blows up here. The pace is frenetic, and the outcome is satisfying. You want to see this one on the biggest screen you can find, Joe, with the best sound system available. The rating is 14A. That's the fate of the Furious, and it's a big movie. Sounds like it. Uh, what about Gifted? Well, this is a small movie, and it will cower in the box office shadow of Vin Diesel's movie for the next weekend or two. This is a tightly scripted family drama with some nice comedic moments and deserves to be out in full daylight on all of its own. Uh, Chris Evans leaves Captain America and the Avengers behind for the moment at least, as he plays Uncle Frank to a little niece whom he's been parenting since his sister, her mother, passed away. The little girl is Mary, and she's played to perfection by McKenna Grace, who's the daughter of the president and first lady on the series Designated Survivor. She's been homeschooled by Frank, who knows that she's a genius. Her mother was a gifted mathematician, and when he puts her in the grade one classroom at the age of six, it's clear that she knows what one plus one is, and she also knows advanced calculus. It is Frank's belief that his late sister would have wanted Mary to be raised as a normal little girl without the trappings of her Einstein-like intellect. But when his mother, her grandmother from England, gets involved, Granny thinks it should be she that would raise Mary, not the unmarried son. When the legal battles start, it's difficult not to think of Kramer versus Kramer, but this story has a lighter touch and has humor sewn into each scene to help us understand that there's always hope and that everything is not always as dreadfully serious as it might appear. 
The best friend and landlady is played by Octavia Spencer. Interesting because in Hidden Figures, she'd been one, the one who was the child math genius. This is a very nice film, most suitable for those, I would say, 10 and up. It's a PG rating. It's called Gifted. All right. Uh, and let's move on to the streaming services. Yeah, Netflix. I'll tell you about a couple of these, Jill. A very good movie, Hell or High Water from last year. Jeff Bridges was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, and the movie itself had a Best Picture nomination, and although it won nothing, it's still a very fine film, a modern-day setting that plays out like an old western with all the right elements. Chris Pine and Ben Foster play brothers Tanner and Toby Howard, who are on a bank robbery spree in which very little money is taken. All they need is a total of $43,000 to pay off the reverse mortgage on the home and property left to them by their deceased mother. She did not live long enough to learn that there was oil on the property, and now the bank is about to take over unless the Howard boys can come up with the money and stay out of jail. The rating is 14A on that, Jill. It's hell or high water. All right, and uh, we'll go back 10 more years to Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, I'm not a Will Ferrell fan, as you know, not by any stretch of the imagination, but in this movie where he plays it straight instead of acting the buffoon, I found him very good, believable, and stuck in a dilemma that would boggle the minds of most people. He is Harold Crick. He's an auditor for the tax department who suddenly begins to hear a female voice, that of Emma Thompson, in his head that seems to be narrating each moment of his life as though he were a character in a book. And in fact, he may be just that, as Thompson's character is a successful author and Harold, the main character in her story, is headed for an early demise. He needs to find her and tell her he is real and stop the mayhem. It's a very original premise and very well done. The rating is 14A and it's called Stranger than fiction, Jill. Yes, I remember that one. I liked that one. Um, Into the Storm on Crave. Yeah, this is from 2009. Now, a lot of people have played Sir Winston Churchill in movies and on television over the years. One of the most recent being John Lithgow in the Netflix original The Crown. What is, I think, the best portrayal of the British Bulldog comes from Irish actor Brendan Gleeson in this dramatic portrayal of Churchill's refusal to negotiate with Germany when World War II broke out, his steadfast leadership that kept everybody calm and carrying on, and then his post-war years when he lost the election and was effectively kicked to the curb and thrown out of government. Now, the rating is 14A here. It's called Into the Storm. It's on Crave. It's a very, very good piece. All right. And we have a quick look at TV with a BG connection. We do. Staying alive, a Grammy salute to the Bee Gees. This is on tonight. Uh, Jill, it's in commemoration of the 40th anniversary of the soundtrack for the film Saturday Night Light, uh, Saturday Night Fever. And we get a host of artists doing the music of the Brothers Gibb from that era, including a performance by Barry himself, the only surviving Gibb brother. We also have Celine Dion, Keith Urban, Ed Sheeran, and Stevie Wonder. Uh, that's tonight on Global. That'll be a big music special. Uh, you want to turn up the surround sound for that one, Jill. <laughs> Definitely. Of course. All right, uh, Rick, always good to chat with you. We will check in with you again next weekend. Thank you, Jill. Thanks, Rick. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.